eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. 49ers web zone, No Huddle Podcast. I don't know. It was exciting Thursday with the Christian McCaffrey trade. It's not so exciting now. I'm Al Sacco along with Brian Rennick. Brian, I, where do you even start today, man? Just... It was, I, I didn't think they were going to win this game, but it was the way that they lost this game to me that was the most disappointing part of it all. Yeah, it's, um, you know, for for a team that that we knew had to rely on its defense to do anything this year and a defense that looked just absolutely incredible the first four, five weeks of the season, to see a performance like this, and and look, I know, I know there's injuries. I get it. But a lot of those guys that were injured came back. And, and you know, Bosa was back. Charvarius Ward played. Jimmy Ward was back. You know, Armstead was still out. Kinlaw was still out. Mosley's still out. I don't know that those three would have changed this performance at all. Uh, and, and I'd venture to say that they, they wouldn't have. Maybe Mosley. Maybe Mosley, to be fair. But, yeah, this was... Uh, like you said, Al, you didn't think they would win the game. I, I, I was optimistic. I thought, Hey, you know what? There's lots of things that are, you know, vibes wise, right? I'm a big vibes guy. Well, apparently uh, vibes don't mean anything uh, when, <laughs> when the other team is just significantly more talented than you on the offensive side of the ball, even with a great collection of playmakers. So yeah. But are they a- that more talented? Other than Mahomes, who's the ultimate, obviously, are are the Chiefs that more talented than 49ers? I think other than the quarterback position, I don't know that they are. Uh, you're right. They're not. But uh, the quarterback position is a full uh, force multiplier. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, and he's amazing. It, and he's amazing. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I think 
I no, you're right. They do not have the same level or collection of skill talent that the that the 49ers do. The Chiefs do not. They've got Travis Kelsey. They've got McCole Hardman, who had the game of his life today. And they have Marquez Valdez Scantling as a as a deep threat. But yeah, you're right. They're not they're not more talented when you when you look across the field and you see George Kittle and Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk and and you go again, this team scored 23 points. Like yeah. what I don't know. I, I I'm 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 at a loss. It was just the full, the full, just everything was a shit show from the defense that we thought. And, and I agree with you. Are they banged up? Yes. They're, but there's being gang, banged up and there's gutting it out to, or, and then there's getting absolutely thrashed. They mm-hmm. got thrashed today. 529 yards, 44 points. The Chiefs did whatever the hell they wanted to. Third and 20, let's throw a little screen pass to McKinnon and he'll run it to the five-yard line. I mean, it was comical, comical. They didn't get pressure. They, Other than the first drive of the game when they forced a turnover, they did basically nothing, nothing. It was a pathetic defensive performance. Offensively, can this team shoot themselves in the foot any more than they do? They gained 444 yards in this game, but they still can't score points. Why can't they score points, Brian? Because of penalties, because of turnovers. You had just a gift, a gift from the gods with the Chiefs muffing the punt at the end of the first half. It was a gift from the gods. And Garoppolo threw a pass that you wouldn't expect a high school kid to throw. What the hell was he thinking? What was he thinking? I'm just so tired of it. And the special teams, the kickers were good in this game. Gould and Wisnowski had that, you know, the punt. That's it. Because the coverage unit stink because the chiefs had another long return at the start of the third quarter. And then there was a 15 yard penalty because the Niners are super undisciplined. I look at this team, Brian explain to me, like I'm five. If you even think this, how this is a well-coached team, explain to me how it's a well-coached team. Can you, can you do it? Can anybody do it? I would love for someone to tell me, is this, is this team a well-coached team? No, they're not. And I can't explain it to you like you're five because there are hallmarks of well-coached teams, right? There are things that you look for when you talk about a team that is well-coached. And when you look for those hallmarks on this team, they, they, they're not there. They're just not, they're not disciplined. They are not, uh, it, it just seems like they're not focused. They're not, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I can't explain it to you like you're five because I, I can't understand it myself. And it just, this was a weekend that felt like this was an opportunity for this coaching staff and Kyle Shanahan to just reestablish themselves a little bit as what, what people think they are at least right. Or, or the reputation that they have. And again, yards, right. (laughs) it's the blue balls offense. It came back. Mm-hmm. It came back. And I, I did. Why can't this, why can't this team score in the red zone? I don't know. I it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's execution. It's just that they shoot themselves in the foot. You just see the drives going right. And it looks like, wow, Grapplo's throwing some, some good passes. The running lanes are there. And then they just get to a certain point where it stalls out. 
Kyle Shanahan's offenses, traditionally, lots of yards. The points don't really match up with it. But if you look at this game, they they were moving the ball. They had no issue moving the ball, but something always happened, whether it was a penalty, whether it was a sack. And, you know, I, a couple of people had said to me over on, on Twitter, and I just don't get it. Well, well the offense is doing their part. And we'll, believe me, we're going to get into the defense. I understand. We'll get into that. But the offense couldn't have been more undisciplined and shoot themselves in the foot anymore. And you just look at the little things that they do that championship teams don't. First of all, the awareness of the quarterback is not there. Another safety. I understand there's a rush, but he needs to get rid of the football. You're in the end zone, dude. This is your second safety now in what, five, five last five games or whatever it's been for him? He has no awareness whatsoever. He turns the ball over at a time when you absolutely cannot turn the ball over. That is the last thing you can do in that situation. Just take three points. Go into halftime with the lead. And, and you give it away? You you throw that pass? I mean, it is just absolutely comical. Trent Williams was awful today, and I know he's probably still fighting. Maybe he came back sooner than he should have because he's a Hall of Famer. Did not play well today. Mike McGlinchey, my God. My God, Mike. Mike, oh. I like you. I do. But awful. Awful. There were a couple of plays. It, it looks like he's on skates. And then Garoppolo stepping up into sacks. Brian, it was just, it's so undisciplined. And you just look at these weapons. And Brandon Ayuk said after the game too, I, I got to get the exact quote out here. But when I hear things like this, it's just, it's, it's chinks in the armor, man. It's like all it is because now what you have are these players kind of saying things like, well, wh- well, why isn't this happening for us? I got to get this exact quote for you, but. He was talking to the media and he said, I just feel like we have too many, too many players that can change the game to only score 23 points. Y- yeah. Yeah. Me too. You're Maybe right. Brandon Ayuk's a podcaster. You're he's right. Stuff Brandon. I love it. I love it. That's a hundred percent. And you're right. Yeah. I had a, I had a buddy uh, text me during the game and he said, uh, I absolutely hate watching McGlinchey and pass protection. He sucks. That's all he said. And the, 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 the play that I think about is that Chris Jones hack when they had Chris Jones out at, uh, at the edge instead of inside. And he just straight up bullied Mike uh, McGlinchey directly into Garoppolo. And so the question becomes at what point do you say to yourself, look, I know that you had a calf injury, which would likely make it difficult to anchor in pass protection, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Think about sure. yeah. Why are why are you on the field then? Like if if you can't do what you need to do, there's no point in you gutting it out. Like you don't get you don't get awards for gutting out a performance when ultimately you're gutting it out, but you suck and it and and you don't help your team win. Like if you gut it out and you help your team win, great. But if you can't, and that's fine. Like I wouldn't, I understand you have a calf injury. Like think about, just think about how you stretch your calf, right? Think about a calf stretch where you take your one leg out in front of you, right? Your one leg behind you, you stick your heel on the ground and you lean forward, right? That's pass protection. (laughs) Like that's anchoring and pass protection. And if you've got a calf injury, you can't do that. So why, again, are you sending somebody out there who's not a hundred percent if he's not going to be able to help, I like Mike a lot. I I do. Like you said, I I have no qualms with him, but pass protection has been a struggle for him anyway. And now you've got an injury to a part of your body. 
that is going to make you worse at it. Why, why, why are you on the field? Why aren't, why isn't uh, Jalen Moore out there? Right. Why not give him a, a, a shot? Right. And, and if he's, if he's getting his ass whipped, then, Hey, feel free to put McGlinchey in. Right. But don't start with him and then, and then just keep going. Right. And then the, the offensive line was awful today. Just no, awful. atrocious. Yeah. Against a team that has, very little in the form of pass rush. This is not a good defense. The nope. Chiefs are not a good defense. They are not. And you allowed them to absolutely embarrass you. You allowed them to embarrass you when you've got Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel and Danny Gray. Thank God I saw Danny Gray on the field. But what happened with Danny Gray? He got underthrown. Shocking, shocking, <laughs> right? I haven't seen that before. So, uh, man, I don't, you I don't know. know. It, I was going to say, it's know. there was so much energy, I thought, in the beginning of the game when yeah. they got out to the 10-0 lead, and the place was electric. He had Christian McCaffrey in here, and McCaffrey started out, his first four touches, he had 44 yards. Incredible. He ended up yeah. with 10 total touches for 62 yards. So in his next six touches, he had what? If I can do quick math here, 18 yards. Yeah. After in his next six touches. So he started out hot, then wasn't so hot in the, the place, you know, it was kind of just runs up the middle. I would have liked to seen them when they had that screen pass to him and he got the 10 yards, more things like that, get him the ball in space. I'm sure they'll do that in time. Sure. Jeff Wilson had a terrific game today. Seven carries 54 yards. Would have liked to see him touch the ball a little bit more to be honest with you, but Kittle played big, a national tight end day. Six yeah. catches, 98 yards, and a touchdown. I thought he made some big plays out there. I thought he looked like, like a great player again. We've been waiting to see that. Brandon Ayuk's coming into his own. It's so frustrating. We're talking about these, these, these electric players, and, and they cannot put points on the board. 23 points. Again, again, they couldn't score. Don't tell me 23 points is going to beat the Chiefs. Don't even tell me 23 points is good. It's not. It's not. Not with those guys. Not with those weapons. Brandon Ayuk just, said, just told you himself not good enough and why isn't it good enough how come every single week it's the same thing with this offense the i'm telling you it can change but i am done making excuses for kyle shanahan i I am done done today was awful awful it was an embarrassment they got embarrassed they did they did and they got embarrassed when jim harbaugh was in the building yeah you know what how many how many games you think back to the Harbaugh era, how many games did they get embarrassed like this? Remember there was I, a game against I, Denver that was in the his fourth year, though. Yeah. Seattle I, I beat can't. them really bad in, in, in 2012. That Thanksgiving game. That was his, that fourth season was falling apart. So if you take those sure. first three years, sure, probably just that Seattle game towards the end of the season, right? When they went yeah. to Seattle with Kaepernick and they they got they got killed. Yeah, but they didn't do that's that's kind of an art and it's not going back just when I look at a good team. Okay, when I look at I think the 49ers in 2011 through 2013 were a really, really, really good team, right? Mm-hmm. They win games mm-hmm. when they play an opponent like this, even if they lose, it's a heavyweight battle like the Bills and the Chiefs last week, right? Mm-hmm. Chiefs lost that right. game, but they're going to come out of that game saying the Chiefs are garbage. It was just a no. heavyweight battle. They just lost. Sometimes right. you just lose. The Niners didn't get just didn't lose today. They got blown out of their own building. It was embarrassing. 
was absolutely embarrassing. After they got up 10 nothing, they got scored 44 to 13. I'm sorry, 40, yeah, 44 to 13. Yeah. What? Oh, man, I didn't even think of it that way. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was absolute Yikes. ass kicking. Yeah. By a team that is too talented to have to have games like that. If they lost yeah. to the Chiefs 35 to, I don't know, 28, 35 to 30, 35 to 20, sure. it was, a, it was yeah. a tight game. They played hard. I'm okay. You know, I, I can, I can walk away with it thinking with the Rams coming in, you know what? They lost to one of the two best teams in the NFL. Probably they're still going to be okay. They're still going to go on a run now, Brian at three and four. And I want to talk about this a little bit later. I want to look at the, at this NFC, which all of a sudden this playoff picture is a little bit, it's not as easy as it looked. They probably yeah. got to go seven and three the rest of the way. I don't know if they could do it the way they're playing right now. They so, can't do it the way they're playing right now. I don't even, I don't, I don't even want to, <laughs> they can't, they can't not the way that they're playing right now. There's no chance. No chance they go seven and three. Here's the other thing. Who's in first place in the friggin' NFC West now? Hey. The damn Seattle Seahawks at four and three. And you know what you know what the Seahawks oh. have? You know what they have? They have a great Hall of Fame coach. They have a good coach. Yeah. They have a Hall of Fame coach. He's yeah, he's he's gonna go to Hall of Fame. He, he yeah. is. Pete Carroll's going to the Hall of Fame, whether people like it or not. Um when's the last time Pete Carroll got embarrassed like this? It's a great point. He's overachieving with his roster right now, Pete Carroll. Yeah, that's what good coaches do. Mm -hmm. Good coaches overachieve with rosters that, you know, shouldn't shouldn't be. There is no there is no reason that the Seattle Seahawks should be four and three right now. None, no. right? But the they've got logic. a coach who 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 is amazing. As much as as much as I hate to say that because it's the Seahawks. You have to give him this due. He's a great coach. Yes. He is. 100%. 100%. Got rid of Russell Wilson at the right time, right? Like, pulls the right triggers when he needs to. And You know, they got, they got you know, your, your John Harbaugh's, you know, guys like that. Andy Reid. Here's another thing I want to say when we talk about elite coaches and, and things like that. Andy Reid showed you the difference between Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan today. Mm -hmm. To me. And I know, I know Patrick Mahomes is a great equalizer. I, I understand that. But if, but Steve Spagnuolo. Again, I'll coach the hell out of D'Amico Ryans, right? The, this is a terrific and coach. Kyle staff on the other, and Kyle Shanahan, yeah. yeah. Um, this is a terrific coaching staff on the other side of the field there. And they showed you, I think, what an elite coaching staff should look like, what their team should look like. Their team came ready to play, coming off loss, and they blew the doors off the 49ers, who were also coming off a bad loss. Again, I didn't expect yeah. you to win the game, but I expected you to go down swinging. By the, by the way, into it. the Bengals boat raced the Falcons today. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What did Burrow through for 400 plus yards today? Yeah. Well, I believe the final score was 35 to 17. Yeah. Because so, these teams with weapons, Brian, not every week, but at some point they're going to explode unless right. you're the 49ers and then you just never explode. And don't tell me the Panthers game was exploding. It wasn't. They had a defensive touchdown. No. They, they, this offense just doesn't. It's, it's mind boggling to me. Mind boggling. I blame, I blame Zane. Because Zane tweeted out after we went up 10 nothing, he tweeted out a 10 point lead against the Chiefs. And then he put that that emoji with like the sweat dripping down in the All smile. right. Okay. And I tweeted I I tweeted a gift back at him and it was Mark Wahlberg saying, Stop it. <laughs> but but here's the thing, and I and I bring that up to say this. If football games were one quarter long, the 49ers would be elite. They would be absolutely an elite team. They score points in the first quarter better than most teams. 
Kyle Shanahan is elite at scripting the first 15, 20 plays. And he ends up typically getting 7, 10, 14 points in the first quarter. Why can't he adapt? What once the script is over, yep. where is where where is this where is this elite play calling? Where is where is this offensive genius in quarters three or two through four? Because this season, he's nowhere to be found. Nowhere. Nowhere to be found. You know, the I defense- don't even, I, I mean, that Jimmy Garoppolo interception in the end zone was god-awful. I, god-awful. Mm-hmm. It was. That's, Jimmy, Jimmy didn't lose this game. He didn't help. But he still, what, he threw for, what? Three, over, a little over 300. 303, a little maybe over 300, like two touchdowns. He had the interception. He had the fumble. He had the safety, right? Like, Return definitely over. didn't play great. Def, definitely didn't play great. And, and I'm not claiming that he did. I'm not claiming that he played great. But. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com therapy60. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why is this team elite at moving the ball between the 20s? and then garbage in the red zone. That is not that is not just the quarterback. It's not. No, it's a team effort. 100%. That scheme. Yeah. That scheme and play, and calling. play calling. What 100%. like It's it's just for me like again, it, at some point and I think the shine has come off Kyle Shanahan. I think the fan base is actually a little bit pissed off right now for the most part. Um this is the first time in his 
what is it in a six season now that mm-hmm. I've seen overwhelmingly people pissed off right now. Like mm-hmm. usually you'll say something and people jump down your throat or he's, no, he's not who you're going to, people are to, to a man are like, no, yeah, they look like shit. They're yeah. not coached. Well, they're underachieving. That's the biggest thing. They are under achieving. And with Jimmy too, they were winning when he wasn't turning the ball over. Well, that's turned around pretty quickly as five in the last two games. And he is going yeah. to turn the ball over. He's done it his whole right. career. It's not like he's, he's not going to do it. He is. So they're, they, but the thing is when I say, well, I don't want to say they're not good enough to overcome it. They weren't today. They are good enough to overcome it. Mm, yeah. But today showed you, I think, if you're talking about like, well, this is a Super Bowl team, you just played a Super Bowl team. You are not a Super right. Bowl team. I guess in, you maybe could make the Super Bowl in the NFC because who knows with these teams. But if you play the Bills or the Chiefs, that's what's going to happen to you. You're going to get throttled. You're going to get absolutely throttled. And that's, I, that, that's got to be yeah. pretty sobering for 49ers fans. This, this iteration of the team where they are right now will get throttled as they did today in, in the Super Bowl. If, if they even, it's crazy, sounds crazy to even say Super Bowl, sure. but when they play an elite team, let's say they're going to get throttled. Well, and, and to me, like the offense is, the offense has had issues all season and we've talked about it, that it's not a surprise to me. Right. The the offensive performance was not a surprise to me today. I thought perhaps with uh, a little extra juice of, hey, we traded for one of the better playmakers in the NFL. Um, you know, just everything that was kind of culminating together uh, today. I thought, hey, you know what? Like this this offense has been underperforming. Maybe this is the day that they that they get it together. And when they scored 10 points in their first two possessions, I was like, right on. Like, hey. Here we go. Here we go. What what is what was surprising to me was the defensive performance. Yeah. Man. Um what? Like what? What happened? What happened to this defense? Cuz like I said, Bosa was back. Mooney Ward played. Jimmy Ward played. Mm-hmm. Right? They they forced a, a, an interception of Patrick Mahomes, which is a rare occurrence right now, right? He's not throwing many interceptions. And on their first possession, they force a turnover. And you're like, we are absolutely cooking with gas. Mm-hmm. You know, I pointed out, I was like, hey, how cool is this? In the nickel package, they were running three safeties. They put Jimmy Ward in the slot. And then they had Gibson and, and Hufunga on the back end. And it resulted in, in an interception. After that interception, the Chiefs did whatever the hell they wanted. Yep. Whatever they wanted. There were zero answers from that side of the ball. So now, yeah. now your offense isn't performing. And all of a sudden your defense isn't. And you get blown out by teams that that have the discipline and the and and the coaching you know the the I guess you would say the the coaching chops to to just put it on you and they did and in, in, in an embarrassing fashion and I have to think that uh this is arguably the worst performance by a 49ers defense under D'Amico Ryans which we're, we're talking a season in seven games now it's not yeah, a, a would big it has to be yeah yeah um but 
Armstead was out, Kinlaw was out, and Mosley was out. Like I said, you can't tell me that those three are the secret sauce to why this team was as successful as they were uh, up until this point. You could, I think you can make the argument that this team is missing Emmanuel Mosley more than we probably anticipated that they would. Oh, I anticipated it. But Dude is locked down. I think he's might be the most underrated corner in the entire league. Yeah. Yeah. But I but I also thought, hey, you know what? You still got Ward on the other side. Ward got kind of exposed today. Ward had an yeah, awful I, game. I'm, I'm going to say he's not healthy. Not that I want to give anybody an excuse. Um, yeah. And just FYI, last year, you know, who scored the most points on them last year was the Lions. <laughs> Four, yeah, 41 or whatever. Scored 33. So, yeah, that's oh, yeah. 33 was the most going into today that anybody had against Ryan's. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think Ward's banged up, but. You look, you just look at what they've done. They gave up 19 points to the Bears. Think of a Benny to Seattle that was a special teams touchdown. Yeah. I think that game would be different now. Uh, Broncos, they only give up nine without the safety. Rams, they give up nine. Panthers, they give up 15. And then last week, they give up 21, even though they didn't play very well. And there was a Jeff Wilson fumble for a touchdown. So they have not given up a lot of points at all in this game. They give up 44. Man, <laughs> would they give up the first like four weeks? That I mean, I'll do the might to- in my head here. total that. What was it? 19 0. So, so 19 0, that's 19, and then nine. So 28, nine to the so Rams, 37. 37 in the first 37 in the first four weeks, four games, and then to the Cardinals, it was 47. So they got 52 points in the first five games, and they gave up 44 today. Man, <laughs> I mean, my god. My God. And now you have, well, before I get into that, let's, let's, I want to talk a little bit more about some of the stuff with the defense. How many tackles do you think Greenlaw and Warner had combined today? Just take a guess. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I mean, Chiefs were all over the field, so. Yeah. Um, What do you think? I'll say between the two of them, I say over 20. Nine. Are you serious? They had nine tackles between the two of them today. Oh, my God. Isn't that unbelievable? Wow. Just absolutely just crazy. Actually, uh, Mooney Ward had the most tackles with 10, which tells you that that's bad. Anytime a cornerback leads your team. Yes. Yes, that's, uh, that's bad news. The defensive line gave up 5.3 yards per carry. Um, seemed like they were running at Bosa a lot, a lot of the game. There was a one play, I think it was on a touchdown, where Bosa, I don't know if he just, he bit on the fake or he got sucked in or something, and they, they just ran right around him. The defensive backs got, I don't know if you want to call it exposed today, but I mean, Mahomes, like I said, did whatever the hell they wanted to. 423 yards passing. He had a passer rating of 132. I mean, can it can it get much worse than that? 
it's it was just definitely the low point for D'Amico Ryans. Yeah. It might have been. I mean, the Niners have had some bad games. That that Arizona game last year when Colt McCoy beat him was really bad. Yeah, um, that was and again, weird. I understand that this is maybe the best team in the league or the second best team in the league, but you didn't show up. Mm-hmm. You didn't show up on your home field with on your first game with after making a gigantic, gigantic trade, trade yeah. with the 2012 team getting honored, everything around you to play, to just play one of the best games of your season. Mm-hmm. And you, you, you were awful, awful. And it's yeah. just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Brian. Again, I don't want to look back in two or three years and say like, we wasted this, this, this roster. And that's where I feel like we're headed. I, I just, I don't see them at, this rate with this quarterback being able to get a championship and the team's just too damn, too damn good. I, I, I just think the roster's too damn good. And I just feel right now, everything is just a one big underachievement. Well, and like the, and there were just such weird, like Bosa getting uh neutral zone infractions and back to back snaps. Right. Like, like what? Like what? I don't under like, that's not, I like that, that literally I was, I was watching the game and I was I wa- watching with someone else. So I was like, how does that happen? Like how, like legitimately, how does that happen to a guy that many have thought, Hey, this could be an NFL defensive player of the year. Right. It, it's all, it all, it defies explanation The the defensive performance or just the overall performance legitimately defies explanation in my mind because there's no way there's no way that a team with this level of roster talent puts a performance like that on the field like and that's where and that's where it comes down to the coaching staff mm-hmm. like the players play i get that like you can't blame the coaching staff for nick bosa lining up in the neutral zone two two snaps in a row but that team was not ready to play. No. At all. Or you could argue they were ready to play and they put up 10 points and then they stopped being ready to play. Well, it's like when you get past that script, once they right. get past those opening script, it's like they, they the adjustments don't happen or the other team is adjusting and they're not. It's so There were no defensive adjustments either. No, 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 no. Yeah, the defense. Yeah, I just don't want to make this about Kyle and the offense. Yeah, no. The defense was awful. Awful. This yeah. was this was Ryan's got to go back and take a look in the mirror at this too. This was a this was a a whole team disaster. Mm-hmm. All three phases. All three. Right? When the best player or players in the game were your punter and your kicker, <laughs> like Come on, come on, guys. Like, what are we doing here? Right? What are we doing? I thought Kittle and Ayuk were, were terrific today overall. I really did. Fair. Was Fair. really, really happy with those two guys. Um, I thought they came to play. I thought Kittle, you know, Kittle had called we called some people out last week, and I thought he came out today and I thought I thought he, he made a statement with his play. It's terrific. That touchdown pass, that's a big time play when he caught that ball and touched ball. Yeah, um, that was, it was good to see he, them give him a chance down there. Yeah, it's nice to see him get a 50-50 ball and, and come down with it. Yeah, right? 100%. You know, uh, that was good coverage. 
arguably Jimmy probably shouldn't have thrown that pass, but he still <laughs> came. Not. He still came down with it. So hey, J- J- Jimmy gonna Jimmy. Last part of the show is sort of big picture now where they are. Yeah. So right now in the NFC, I think we kind of thought, or at least I, I definitely kind of thought. Listen, nine wins is gonna get you in, right? The NFC right. stinks. Nine will get you in. I was looking at it earlier. I'm not so sure anymore. I want to go through this with you and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll read. Okay. So uh, I'm going to read you all uh, everybody's record as of, as of right now. And then sort of some teams, what they have coming up. And I think you might a little, you might kind of be like, Oh shit. Like maybe, yeah. maybe this Rams game is a, little, is a little bigger than we thought. So Philly six and oh, giants yeah. are six and one. Minnesota's five and one Dallas five and two Seattle, four and three Rams, three and three. And then the three and four teams are Tampa Bay, San Francisco, Atlanta, Green Bay, Washington, and Arizona. And the teams that are below that, I don't think matter. They're not going to be in the playoff. You know, your your Bears and your Panthers or Lions, not happening. Philly's in. I mean, I think one way or another, we would say Philly's in the playoffs, right? Yeah, because their schedule is an absolute cakewalk. Okay. Now, the rest of the NFC East is where I get worried. Because people look at the Giants, and I think you're going to say the Giants are six and one. But what's happening with the Giants is again, you have a coach who's getting the most out of his talent, who's overachieving, and Man, he's Brandon just finding ways every week to kind of put up twenty points and win games. It's actually pretty amazing to watch. I hate the Giants. I hate them. Always hated the Giants. But it's kind of cool to see what they're doing. And you say, well, Al, they're six and one. They could end up six and eleven or or whatever. I looked at their schedule. They play Houston, Detroit, and Washington twice still. That's nine. That's probably nine wins just, just there. So they're probably at this point at six and one, they're probably going to get to 10 wins. You would think they're going to get to, they're going to go at four and six the rest of the way at, at worst, right? At worst. Yeah. So let's say they get 10 wins. All right. So you have Philly's getting 10 and I'm going to say Philly's going to win the division. Giants are getting 10. That's one wild card. Dallas is five and two. Dallas is a really good defense. I would find it hard to believe that Dallas doesn't at least get nine. I, I would yeah. give them 10 and tell me if you think I'm crazy at any point here, but so you have two wildcard teams right now. And the Philly win in the division. So you have one wildcard team left essentially after all that. So assume yeah. Tampa Bay is going to accidentally win their division this year because somebody's got to win this <laughs> out the way that's yeah. going. So Tampa both, Bay gets in. On, on both sides, AFC and NFC. Yes. The South so, divisions are hot garbage. Awful. Awful. Though. So yeah, South are terrible in both. Um, the way that the Packers look, I'm going to say the Vikings are going to win the North. Man. The five and yeah. one. I don't have any faith in the Vikings, but okay. So that's that's another playoff team. So now somebody's going to win the NFC West. Okay. Whether it's yeah, actually any of them could right now. I mean, I don't have any faith in sure. the Cardinals, but one of these teams are going to, is going to win the NFC West. Then you have the Packers lurking at three and four, and the Packers are playing the Bills next week. The Packers are going to be three and five. Yeah. Can the Packers get to nine or 10 wins? Maybe we'll see. But what you're going to have is, so you have Tampa Bay winning the South. I think the Vikings winning the North Philly winning the East and then the giants and the Dallas getting in. So then you have the winner of the NFC West and one other playoff spot that mm-hmm. you have the Packers going for. And those three teams in the NFC West, I think mm-hmm. it's not that easy. Niners need to win the division. Yeah. I think Yeah. yeah. so they can realistically where I thought nine and eight would get them in easy they could be at nine and eight on the outside looking in. And if that happens with this roster, Kyle is firmly on the hot seat next year to me, firmly on the hot seat. He doesn't get it next yes. week. Next year he's gone. 
Yeah. That's that's kind of where I am with it right now. But doesn't that scare you a little bit when you when you kind of hear that? For sure. And here's the thing, like, here's where I don't understand. The NFL, right? They they cut down, they add an extra game to the to the schedule. Preseason becomes three three games. We talked about this uh, a handful of weeks ago about the the suppression of offense, offense being down across the league for the most part. And we talked about this idea that a lot of teams really kind of are starting to treat the first quarter of the season now as the preseason to, to work out the kinks, iron out the kinks, right? And then kind of hit the ground running for a stretch run. Well, here's the problem with that. You've got teams like the Giants who are six and one. They need to win four of their next games, likely, to make the playoffs. Yep. Isn't that crazy? Four of their next 10. Same with the Vikings are five and one. The Cowboys are five and two. Right? So great. You treated the first quarter of the season trying to iron out the kinks and you ended up at three and three or three and four now. And now you're in catch up mode with teams that shouldn't be able to sniff your jock when it comes to roster talent. Mm-hmm. The giants have no business, <laughs> no business being six and one or no business being in the playoffs. And yet, each week they come ready to play. They come ready to compete. And I cannot in good faith say that about the San Francisco 49ers. No, because they don't. There hasn't been a week outside of that Seattle week, maybe, which was week two and a, and a, and a weird game where Trey Lance went out early and, you know, lost for the season. Maybe the Rams, maybe the Rams game. You could say the Rams game, probably. It's mm-hmm. probably the one game this season that this team has come out and been ready to play and put it on another team. Yep. One game. We're in week seven. <laughs> and even the Rams game, the Rams had the ball driving at the end of the game down one score. Sure. And then Hufunga makes the interception. They let the Rams hang around. Yeah, they tried to let the Panthers hang around till Mosley had, the, you know, the defense has kind of made plays to, you know, separate them other than the Seattle game, which was the one game they kind of played the whole way. But look, when you lose to the Bears, I know Atlanta is a scrappy team, but the talent level between Atlanta and San Francisco is it's not close. It's yeah, it's not it's close, a, even with the injuries. The on defense, Canyon. It's, it's they're still probably better than the Falcons on paper. Yeah. So when you're doing that, you are underachieving and that's all they're doing right now. And Brian, you're six. Okay. The first half of the season with Kyle Shanahan, 0-8, 1-7, 8-0, 4-4, 3-5, 6-6. And we'll see what happens next week. They have started even remotely quickly one season. Other than that, they have put themselves in a hole every single year, every year. We'll see how this season finishes out because if you if, if you don't make the playoffs with this roster, to me, that's a fireable offense. And I don't want to hear anything because you have – Jimmy Grappolo is a starting NFL quarterback. 
it's you're not going into the season when if this was Nate Sudfeld, I'd be like, what are, what are we gonna do? What are you gonna do? It's not. You insulated yourself with you still had Garoppolo in case in case Lance got hurt. You don't have the excuse of of developing Lance anymore. You have a guy that you've won with in the past. If you can't do it with all he's got to do is throw screen passes to people for Christ's sake. Look at the guys that are on this team. You know what I mean? Like it's not that yeah. it's not that hard. They find ways every week to make it either harder on themselves or to just completely shoot themselves in the foot. I'm sorry that falls back on the coaching staff. I'm sorry. 100%. Well, and here's what arguably inadvertently, possibly I said this in a, well, in my uh, Christian McCaffrey uh, trade reaction, a uh, little 20 minute emergency pod. Kyle Shanahan has left himself with no excuses with this Christian McCaffrey trade. Mm-hmm. Great point. Great He's point. left himself with no excuses. He has made it arguably harder on himself now. And I, with, with this trade felt different than the Emmanuel Sanders trade in that the Emmanuel Sanders trade was made when the, when the team was seven and zero and was in the driver's seat for uh, the number one seed in the NFC and knew that they were like one playmaker or one wide receiver away from being an even more potent offense. They trade for Emmanuel Sanders. Great trade. We know what happened in 2019. This felt very much like a move made out of desperation. And that desperation wasn't we gotta we gotta win the Super Bowl now. It was my offense, I don't know how to fix it. I have no idea. This guy is available, he's pretty awesome. He he would obviously help. Let's go get him. Oh, what's it gonna take? Our second and our third and our fourth round pick uh next season, right? Which without comp picks without comp picks, right? Which, I mean, you can count them, but comp picks, third round comp picks are glorified fourth round picks, right? Because mm-hmm. they come at the end of the third round. You just punted on the 2023 draft. Now, do I care? I Honestly, I don't. I Christian McCaffrey is a great talent. And what kind of, what kind of impact would a second, third, and fourth rounder have on uh on a team with this kind of roster talent next season and the, and the way that Kyle Shanahan treats rookies right? right uh for the most part i i don't know that they would have had the same kind of impact they wouldn't have had the same kind of impact as Christian McCaffrey let's be perfectly honest so in that regard i don't care i don't care that that's what they traded but what i do care about is is a coach who is willing to make that trade because his offense is broken and he might not know how to fix it. If you are listening to this, do yourself a favor and listen to the, uh, the athletic football show with Robert Mays and Nate Tice, their episode that came out last Friday, which was a, a week seven preview in the first, I think 20 minutes, they talk about, essentially why offense is down 
this season. And they talk about how defenses and defensive coordinators have started to uh, catch up to offenses. And specifically, they talk about what defenses are doing now to defend the what they term the Kyle Shanahan style offenses. Where is Kyle Shanahan going to adapt now that defenses, because here's the thing, his offenses run so predominantly in the NFL now that defensive coordinators have to, they have to know how to defend it. Right. There's too many teams that run it. So they, they, they had to figure out a way to stop it and they have right. Look at Matt LaFleur's offense in green Bay. Look at Kyle Shanahan's offense. Look at, I mean, look the at Rams. Sean McVay's offense, Rams right? Like yeah. the, these guys that were the geniuses of this offense, their offenses suck out loud right now. All three of them do. What are they going to do to adapt? That's why Kyle Shanahan makes the kind of money that he does. Mm-hmm. You better show us something, Kyle, because you're on notice right now. You really yeah, are. And then- the next 10 games are going to show us a lot about Kyle and where the 49ers are going to be moving forward. Cause again, if they don't make the playoffs, they don't have draft picks next year. My, I mean, my God, what a disaster that would be. So the next 10 games, this is put up or shut up time for Shanahan and we're going to see, we're going to see what happens. So, and we'll be there. We're going to, you know, we got a huge Rams game. I, th- I think it's a gigantic game for both teams. We'll be back to talk about it later in the week. Cause I'll tell you what, man, Niners was that game. I know they're three and five last year, but it's the same last year. So it's not. we'll see. But yeah, we're, we're going to break that game down. We'll be back. Uh, Zane will hopefully be back from that show too. So for Brian, guys, this is out. Later. Twenty four hundred Sports is an Odyssey company. 